You are Locked On Hawkeyes, your daily podcast on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Hawkeye Nation, to a Wednesday morning episode of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast, your daily podcast covering your Iowa Hawkeyes on the Locked On Sports Network. As always, I am your host, Andrew Wade. Excited to be back for another show today. And on today's show, we're going to be talking some women's basketball. Caitlin Clark is a semifinalist for another award. We're also going to talk about the chances of her winning that Nancy Lieberman Point Guard of the Year award. And I would say, just based on statistics... The chances are pretty high, so we're going to talk about that. Also, what records could Caitlin Clark break? Yes, I know we're only one year into the Caitlin Clark you know, era, but uh, she's making a dent in the record book, or at least uh, making her name be known. So we're going to talk about that as well. We also got some men's basketball talk, Iowa versus Nebraska, what Fran McCaffrey said during his press conference, and we'll wrap up with a little bit of wrestling talk as well. The seeds came out. We're going to be doing a much deeper analysis of those seeds later on this week. But for now, just giving you the seeds, and then we'll get into more discussion on that later. So again, thank you all for tuning in. I really appreciate you all listening every single day of this daily episode of the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. And if you like the show today, give us that five-star review and subscribe wherever you downloaded this podcast at. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We have so many awesome things coming up on the show. Covering the Big Ten Tournament and the NCAA Tournament, we have Bakari Evelyn joining us. So that is going to be a ton of fun, um, having a former Iowa basketball player, similar to what we did with Matt Vandenberg, having him join the show, help us break down some of these games a little bit more in depth. We also have a few Iowa draft prospects coming on the show, don't want to give away names yet. And tomorrow we have a very special guest, one of, I would say probably one of, if not the best, Iowa media members out there joining the show to talk about Nebraska and some recruiting news. So awesome stuff coming up on the show this week and the next couple of weeks. You do not want to miss any of that. Let's get into the women's basketball talk, though, because that is incredibly important. Caitlin Clark has been absolutely crushing it. And I think without Caitlin Clark, I don't believe this Iowa basketball team is in the tournament this year. But they are. As of right now, they are a number nine or number eight seed, according to latest bracketology for women's basketball. And a lot of that has to do with Caitlin Clark. She has been dominant this year as a true freshman and as I said she has been named a semifinalist for the Jersey Mike's Naismith Player of the Year award one of 11 I don't think she's going to win that I don't think she has much of a chance at this point um, due to a general dominance where you know where Iowa sits in terms of rankings all that stuff um, but I do think it's amazing that she's even on that list, and I do expect her to win a Player of the Year award at some point in her career. I do expect her to also win a Big Ten Player of the Year award, uh, probably, probably this year. I mean, I think that's that's not too much to ask. Uh, I believe she could win that award this year, um, which is pretty pretty darn amazing for a true freshman to be able to do that there the the Caitlin Clark era has been truly phenomenal to watch and something that we can all be pretty excited about um, for the next couple years like when I'm looking at the Naismith player of the year award there's only two people from the Big Ten on that list it's Nas Hillman and it's Caitlin Clark and I've went over the statistics between Nas and Caitlin and I, I do believe Caitlin is the better player statistically and I think what she's done for Iowa is more important but that's just me. Maybe I'm being a little bit biased. But let's get into the talk about the Nancy Lieberman Award because I broke down all the important statistics between the five semi or the five finalists for that top point guard award. 
Ari McDonald out of Arizona, Dee Dee Richards out of Baylor, Paige Buckers out of UConn, and Tiana Manka, I can't say her name. I'm sorry. I don't know how to say that. Out of Syracuse. Those are the four contestants um, competing against Iowa and Caitlin Clark. So when you look at it, though, when you break down points per game, rebounds per game, assists per game, steals per game, turnovers per game, two-point percentage, and three-point percentage, Caitlin Clark ranks first in two categories, points per game and rebounds per game. She ranks second in assists per game, fourth in steals per game. She doesn't do as well in the turnover department. She's turning the ball over five times a game, which is not great. Uh, definitely the worst out of those five. And two-point percentage is two point, or second overall, and three-point percentage is third overall. But her three-point shooting percentage is pretty darn solid, 41%. She's getting hurt because Paige is shooting 48%, and Dee Dee is shooting 64%, but she's only averaging 7.3 points per game. So even in those statistics where, you know, for example, Dee Dee Richards has seven assists per game, she's only averaging 7.3 points per game, 3.3 rebounds per game, whereas Caitlin Clark is averaging, you know, a, a, a ton of points per game at this point, 7.1 assists per game and 6.1 rebounds per game. So again, when you look at these statistics and no matter what way you cut it, Caitlin Clark is dominating the landscape right now. And then you have to factor in the fact that Caitlin Clark is shooting her three pointers at a 41% clip and she's shooting a lot of them. So it's not just a small sample size like some of these other folks on this list. She's absolutely crushing it all around. Again, the turnovers is a concern. The lack of steals compared to some of these other players on this list is a concern. Uh, Tiana from Syracuse, 4.7 turnovers per game, 1.6 steals per game. Uh, she is around the same as Caitlin Clark in terms of, of that, but her points per game is 11.6. Her assists per game, 7.5, which is first overall, 3.1 rebounds per game, and then not shooting nearly as well as Caitlin Clark. Paige, the other fellow freshman on this list, 19.8 points per game, still 6-7 points per game less than Caitlin Clark. She's shooting slightly better three-point percentage and slightly better two-point percentage and has a lower steals per game and turnovers per game, or, or higher steals per game and lower turnovers per game than Caitlin Clark. And she plays on the you know number one ranked overall UConn team. Um, but again, when you look at this, how important is Caitlin Clark to the Iowa Hawkeyes versus Paige to the UConn Huskies? I think that the argument is pretty clear. It's, it's Caitlin Clark. And, you know, the fact that Iowa is ranked 31st in the nation right now, that is a large testament to Caitlin Clark and what she has done as a basketball player on this team. So um, I'll be dropping this on the Twitter account and the Facebook account as well, just showing you the rankings of Caitlin Clark in terms of the other top five. But the fact that she's number one in points per game, number one in rebounds per game, number two in assists per game, number two in two-point percentage, number three in three-point percentage, fifth in turnovers, and fourth in steals. Um, to me, if that doesn't scream the nation's best point guard, I don't know what does. Yeah, the turnover percentage can definitely decrease. There's a lot of room for growth there, but Kaylin Clark does try to do a lot. She does try to carry this team, and I believe she should win the Nancy Lieberman point guard of the year. That's my thoughts there. Now, into the records that could possibly be shattered. Megan Gustafson scored a career high of, or sorry, she scored over four years, 2,781 points. Her highest point total in a season was 1,001. Caitlin Clark right now is at 564. There is a minimum of four games left. If she averages her average of 26.8 points per game, this would put her at 671. If you extrapolate that out, times that by four, this would put her at 2,684 points in a career. Now, the difference is Caitlin Clark has only played 21 games. 
and that would be at 25 games, whereas Megan Gustafson averaged 34 games in a season. That's nine more than Clark would have in a regular season if they don't go very far in the Big Ten tournament or the national um, tournament. So, with that being said, when you look at those numbers, you have to expect Caitlin Clarkson to play a full schedule going forward, and getting that points record, if Caitlin Clark can stay healthy, should honestly not be that difficult. Megan Gustafson scored 373 points as a freshman, 621 points as a sophomore. Caitlin Clark is going to surpass that in less games in a true freshman season. So that's going to be really interesting to watch. The all-time assist record as well. I think if Caitlin Clark had a full season, she would be very much on track for that. She's averaging 7.09 assists per game. Absolutely crushing. A 7.1 assist per game. I should have just said that. That'd be a lot easier. Samantha Logic holds the current record with 898. Average 6.8 assists per game. So if you think about that, again, Caitlin Clark playing four years should be able to beat that. Again, the, the factor here is the fact that they don't have a full season this year. She's at 149 right now with four games left. She should get to around the 177 to 180 range. If she plays in 100 more games, which doesn't factor in long runs in the tournament, she would have 709 assists plus that 177 would put her at 886. So just 12 off from the record there. My point here is not that Caitlin Clark is going to break these records, but that we are seeing history in the making. And if Caitlin Clark can stay healthy and she stays with the Iowa Hawkeyes, doesn't turn pro at any point in time, she could be she, – she's putting herself – in the, the sight of one of the greatest players in Iowa basketball history as a true freshman. Now, that's a lot. I know that. She's not on Megan Gustafson's level yet, but what we've seen has been so amazing, and the the sky is so high with this, this you know, with Caitlin Clark. I think it's important that we continue to watch these games because we're seeing history in the making again, and not often do you get such amazing players coming around so consistently, and Iowa's had the – the fortune of seeing Megan Gustafson, Kathleen Doyle, and now Caitlin Clark on that women's basketball team. Truly, truly impressive stuff all around. Coming up on segment number two, we're going to get into some men's basketball talk. Before we get into that, though, i got to tell you about rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family-owned business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com right now to shop for auto and body part needs from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate, and you can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and for do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? I got a story about that as well. I'm going to give you the cliff notes. Basically, I saved $50 on a $70 price tag by going to rockauto.com for two filters that I needed for my vehicle. That's how much the savings are. That's how great of a deal it is to go to rockauto.com. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. We are covering everything you need to know about the Iowa Hawkeyes, but what about the rest of sports? 
Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcast at. Now let's turn our attention to the men's team. Fran McCaffrey did speak with the media, so we're going to talk about that, then get into some conversation about what to expect for this Iowa-Nebraska game, and then wrap up with some wrestling talk as well. So Fran McCaffrey spoke with the media. He's very, you know, he's always open with the media, does a great job of kind of giving giving bits and pieces that give you some information as to, to what to expect. He also spoke a little bit about Chris Murray and Josh Ogundele, and he said that both those guys are, you know, ready to go. They might be getting minutes. Chris Murray especially is ready to get some minutes. And we I actually posted about this on Twitter, and there's a lot of people on Twitter talking about Chris Murray saying, I hope he can develop just like Keegan Murray can. I hope he can develop as well as his brother has. Chris Murray is not that far off. It's just a matter of minutes and roles and size. Now, Chris Murray and Keegan Murray are the same size, roughly the same size. Chris Murray is more of a slasher than Keegan Murray. And in this offense, they need a bit more shooting and how they typically operate. But from a size perspective, you have Luka Garza down low. He's going to get 30 to 35 minutes a game. Now, with Jack Nungy there, Jack was going to also get 15 to 20 minutes. Patrick McCaffrey stands around that six foot eight mark, and so does Keegan Murray. Joe Wieskamp is six foot six. Connor McCaffrey, six foot five, six foot six. Iowa prefers to play that small ball type of lineup, and that is a lot of guys in that that range of size that are playing that area. That's why you're going to see more Joe Toussaint than you are going to see Chris Murray. That's why you see, might see more Aaron than you're going to see Chris Murray because there's not as much, not as many guys, smaller guys who can break guys off the dribble who are um, quick and fast versus where we have a lot of guys in that six foot five to six foot eight span. Um, Chris Murray is going to be a great player at some point. And it sounds like he might get some minutes this season, but especially against Nebraska, hopefully. But uh, I think the big thing here is the reason why he's not playing is not because he's a not ready to go. It's just a lack of minutes. And you would expect, given the fact that Jack Nungy is out for the season, that that opens up minutes. But I think Fran McCaffrey at this point, you have to be worried about the rotations. You have to be worried about the lineup changes. Um, you cannot, you don't want to be just breaking in new lineups this late into the season where players haven't played as much time with each other. They don't have as much rhythm with each other. Iowa cannot afford to go through um, a, you know, a spurt where they are trying to get used to each other again. So I think when possible, he'll, he'll get Chris Murray in the game, but I don't think it's going to be a forced thing or a necessity at this point this late in the season. I believe he's going to try to ride with those eight guys, possibly insert a Perkins for a few minutes, Aaron for a few minutes, maybe a Chris for a few minutes, but not giving them significant playing time. He also had this to say um, about Nebraska. He said, you have to give them credit. Not only have they done that, they played well. They played really well yesterday. Won three out of the last four, whatever. Really playing well, sharing the ball. I think making a statement with, okay, we had some difficulties we had to overcome, but we're going to go ahead and finish out the schedule, continue to compete. You've got to respect that. And I don't like Nebraska ever, but you do have to respect the fact they haven't given up on the season. Last two games, beating Rutgers, beating Minnesota, um, and doing it without their leading scorer, Teddy Allen, who left the program after 
leading the team with 16.5 points per game and 4.7 rebounds per game, shooting 38% from three. So you got to respect what Nebraska is doing, and I think that's why it's even more important that Iowa doesn't overlook this team as they come into this game because they've been playing their best basketball as of late. And Fran McCaffrey was asked about that. What has Nebraska improved on as of late? And he said, they're really sharing the ball, making really good decisions, playing very unselfishly, I think. You look at the last six or seven games, they played really well. Even before that, sometimes you look at a team's record and you think they lost a bunch of games in a row, but every game they're right there. You kind of see it coming. They're going to win some. Great play out of the center position. They're just playing more consistently. I think with their decision-making, their ball movement, their commitment on defense, they're a tough team, just happen to be in a really good league. And when you look at it, I mean, Ken Palm doesn't disagree. Nebraska is 7-17, but Ken Palm has them as the 89th overall team. Now, that's not amazing, but that's not bad. 187th in offense, 33rd in defense. When you look at it, they have had some pretty close games. They did beat Minnesota and Rutgers, but they played Illinois tight twice. Now, Illinois has a tendency to not show up for for games that they need to or not show up for games that are going to be relatively easy games, but Illinois did pull it out. But again, Nebraska is not a team to sleep on. And when Fran was talking about the center position, I think he's talking about Tennessee transfer Derek Walker, who's had a season high in points and rebounds in their last two games and is shooting 60% from the field this season. He's going to be a guy to watch as he battles up against Luka Garza this year or, sorry, excuse me, tomorrow night. That'll be a lot of fun. And on the topic of Luka Garza, um, they asked, you know, when when are we going to be retiring Luka's number? Are we going to be retiring Luka's number? And Fran McCaffrey had this to say. It just shows the respect he has for Luka. He said, very rare. I've had a few. I don't think you're wrong on that one. I think that's a no-brainer. That will happen. It's a question of when. Well-deserved. I'll look forward to that moment. So will he and his family. I think right now his focus is not on that, but I appreciate the question. It will happen without a doubt. And again, Luka Garza has cemented his place on the Iowa basketball Mount Rushmore. And that's maybe something we can talk about after the season. What is that men's basketball Mount Rushmore? What is the overall basketball Mount Rushmore, including um, the women's side as well? Because Megan Gustafson has got to be up there as well. Again, Caitlin Clark is not there yet, but is making a name for herself. And if she can continue to um, build her career out as she has so far, she could find herself on that Mount Rushmore as well. And then finally, big question about defense. Fran McCaffrey had this to say about Iowa's defense getting better. He said, when you only give up two offensive rebounds to Ohio State, a very good offensive rebounding team, that's a big statement. How we defend ball screens, doing a much better job there. This stuff is hard to guard when you have other actions going on. I think our guys have really locked into personnel, scouting, really committed to playing defense on all levels, which is obviously transition, half court, regardless of which defense we're in, and fighting people on the glass. Now, I would beg to differ that Iowa man defense has been more effective than Iowa's zone defense, but... Regardless, it is great to see that Fran McCaffrey doesn't believe they've changed a ton other than just locking in. I wish, if that is the case, that they would have locked in earlier, but I like to see the improvement heading into March Madness. They are going to need some very strong defensive efforts. That offense is not always going to be there, as we saw against Michigan. There are going to be some tough games. Iowa shots are not always going to fall. So if you can rely on your defense to keep you in the game long enough until you can get your shots going, that will be the difference between winning and losing a game come tournament time. So it's exciting to see from an Iowa perspective. I'm excited to see how they can continue to get better defensively as they get Nebraska tomorrow and as they get Wisconsin on Sunday. Lots of stuff coming down the road there. Now, coming up on segment number three, we're going to get into a little bit more basketball talk. I want to talk about two games that happened last night that 
were not exactly the results Iowa wanted. We want to talk about that. Going to give a little bit more information on Nebraska and then wrap up with the seating for wrestling. That is all coming up on segment number three of the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. Before we get into that, though, you know I got to tell you about betonline.ag because betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but college basketball and the NHL are in full swing right now. BetOnline.eg even covers awards, TV shows, and reality television, real-time updated odds and props, and almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline.eg has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up today. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today at BetOnline.ag and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code LOCKEDON. That's right. You can get a little bit of extra money put in your pocket just by signing up for a free account and putting in a deposit today. You get a 50% welcome bonus at BetOnline.ag using that promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. There's simply no better place to get all the news on the Big Ten Conference than with Big Ten Ben Stevens in the Locked On Big Ten Podcast. Whether it's football, basketball, baseball, if it's happening in the Big Ten, Ben's got you covered with an in-depth look at the conference every Monday through Friday. Subscribe to Locked On Big Ten wherever you get your podcast at. And again, going back to the basketball scene, I did some breaking down of Iowa versus Nebraska. And again, Nebraska is not a team that you would typically worry about on paper. But what they've done the last couple of games does worry me a little bit. I want Iowa to come out hot. You don't want Iowa to come out bored or uninterested or overlooking this game because that is something that is possible. Uh, I, you know, even back in high school sports, we would do that as well against some of the the worst teams in our conference. You hope that they don't do that, but it is something to keep in mind. That being said, it's Iowa's last home game. You better believe Jordan Bohannon, Luca Garza, you know, Austin Ash, Michael Bayer. They want to win this game more than anything. The guys in this team want to win this game more than anything for them. They want to be able to get Ash and Bayer some time on the court. And they can do that by taking care of Nebraska early on. But against Rutgers, Nebraska did a great job defensively. Held Rutgers to 51 points. Rutgers shot 13% from three. Nebraska dominated the board 37-28, to which is something you don't typically see against Rutgers. Nebraska didn't shoot that well, 33% from three and 52% from the field. But Latman did a great job, 25 points on 9 of 11 shooting. He's shooting 37% from three this year. And Trey McGowan's is shooting 40% from three. So Nebraska, not the best three-point shooting team, 214th in the nation in terms of percentage. But they have a few guys who can knock down at a pretty solid clip. So that's something to watch out for. Again, Nebraska doesn't have fantastic athletes either. So I believe if that does happen, if they start hitting a few shots, I think we could see man defense happen pretty quickly. And again, I think what Fran McCaffrey is going to want to do is get a big lead very quickly and allow some of his you know other guys to come into the game and get some playing time in Carver in their final time, final game at Carver, especially considering how important they've been to the Iowa Hawkeye community and the Iowa Hawkeye basketball program. Now, when you look at, when you look at, Nebraska, from a Ken Palm perspective, 187th and 0, 33rd in defense, 89th overall. They play at a pretty quick pace of play, but their shooting is pretty atrocious. 214th and 3, as I said already, 270th in two-point percentage, and 288th in offensive rebounding percentage. Again, on paper, this should be a great game for Iowa defensively. Now, Nebraska does have a better defense, 42nd in three-point percentage, 232nd in two-point percentage, 211th in defensive rebounding, 298th in non-steal turnover percentage. I say better defense because 
what they do well, stopping the three-point shot, is what Iowa does well. So that'll be an interesting matchup to watch. But overall, I expect a big game from Luka Garza. He is going to be dominant in this game, expecting to come out very motivated, very hungry. And I think Jordan Bohannon as well. We have not seen him really turn it on the last couple games. I expect him to come out firing and hot in his last game at Carver Hawkeye Arena. Again, this, this will be an interesting game. Nebraska, 7-17, but not a terrible team, not a team we want to overlook. And in other news in the Big Ten basketball front, last night we would have loved to see Michigan beat Illinois and Wisconsin to beat Purdue. We saw neither. Illinois dominated Michigan without Iota Sumo. And what a time for Michigan to have a bad day, right? You really would have hoped that would have came against Iowa, but it didn't. That hurts Iowa's chances for a number one seed in the NCAA tournament. It's not impossible yet, and I'm not a bracketologist. But Iowa at this point needs to win out, and they probably need to at least get to the Big Ten tournament with a win over Illinois in that process or a win over Michigan in that process. You either need a colossal collapse from Michigan as they take on Michigan State over the next couple days, or you want Iowa to beat Illinois in the Big Ten tournament and get to the Big Ten tournament final or win that Big Ten tournament final. Not impossible, but not going to be the easiest thing to do. As we get more information from bracketology experts, we'll make sure to break that down as well. The big one, though, is Wisconsin versus Purdue. If there was a game that Wisconsin was going to, or that Purdue was going to lose in their three-game slate of winnable games, it was Wisconsin. Wisconsin got out to an early lead and then fell off the cliff and lost to Purdue in the waning seconds of that game. Purdue and Iowa are in a battle for a double buy. And the big thing here is Purdue needs to lose all three games or Iowa needs to lose or win all three games that they have left, the two games they have left since they already won one, or it needs to be a combination of the two. At this point, it really looks like Iowa has to win out to get that double buy. And that double buy is so, so crucial. It saves you an extra game. It saves you wear and tear. Gives you a chance to prep. Gives you a chance to get ready for your game. And you're going to get a slightly easier matchup. So, to me, that's a that's a big deal. And we will see what happens. Purdue has another game left. Iowa has two games left. Nebraska and Wisconsin. They need to win both those games to be able to get that double bye. Or Purdue can drop a game uh, late in the season. But at this point, you got to expect it to be Iowa having to win out to get that double bye. From a wrestling perspective, turning our attention there real quick, and again, I'll give a bigger breakdown on this later on. Iowa has four number one seeds going into the Big Ten tournament. Spencer Lee, number one at 125. Austin Asanto, number two at 133. Jaden Ironman, number one at 141. Max Mirren, number two at 149. Caleb Young, number two at 157. Alex Marinelli, number one at 165. Michael Kemmerer, number one at 174. Nelson Brands checks in at number nine at 184. A little bit lower than I thought, but all right. Jacob Warner, number three at 197, and Tony Cassiope, number three at 285. What we're going to try to do, if we have time, is break down their records against every single person in the Big Ten and give you kind of the odds and who to watch out for from a um, you know a match perspective when they get this, you know, after they have the seating, after they get the brackets, seeing who they could possibly match up with and giving you those win-loss records to let you know kind of what matchups to watch out for and what matchups to be concerned with. Spoiler alert. None of them are with Spencer Lee. I've already done his breakdown at this point, and he currently is, let me pull it up for you. He is against the entire Big Ten competition. He is 13-0 and against them with three wins against the number two ranked guy, Liam Cronin, out of Nebraska. And the top 
four ranked guys, he has seven of his wins against. So not as much time against some of the lower ranked guys in the Big Ten tournament, but that doesn't concern me at all. But that's the kind of analysis we're going to be doing later on, breaking down the wrestling front for you Iowa wrestling fans on the show today. Now that does it for our show. We'll be back tomorrow uh, with a special guest from the Iowa media joining us to talk a little bit more about Nebraska, talk a little bit about recruiting and the developments on the offensive line coach perspective for the Iowa football team. That'll all be coming on tomorrow's show. We also have some NFL draft interviews possibly coming up and we have some recruits coming on the show. So, and we have Bakari Evelyn coming on to break down some men's basketball games in the future. So lots of great content coming here on the Locked on Hawkeyes podcast. I appreciate you all tuning in today though. Have a fantastic Wednesday and let's go Hawks.